name is Sabrina. Welcome to another episode of the Lunex Podcast, where I interview guests of different backgrounds in hopes to inspire, explore, and grow. I hope you'll join me on this fun journey. Today I'm joined by Linda, a UX designer I discovered on YouTube. She was kind enough to agree to an interview when I reached out to her via her website, which I will link in the description and overview on my website, lunex2020.com. That's L-U-N-A-E-X 2020.com. Please join me in welcoming Linda. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so um, just yeah, right off the bat, um, can you give us a brief retelling of your journey into US, UX design, US design? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. So before, you know, I even got the job, did internships and stuff like that. I actually, from a young age, wanted to become a doctor when I grew up, especially um, specifically a pediatric oncologist, which is a a doctor for cancer patients, essentially. Um, And I wanted to do that when I was in high school and I was pursuing that in school, hoping I would get into a really good university, which I did. Um, And then I went to university for bio and psych and learning those two things in university. But... In my four years there, um, the time as the time went by, I realized that even though this is something I wanted to pursue, I wasn't sure if I wanted to fully commit to it. And I knew that if I wasn't 100% committed into going into medicine and becoming a doctor, um, I wouldn't be able to become one, essentially. So after I graduated, I put a pause on that career. And because I was still young, um, I knew that I could explore different opportunities that I had around uh, around my surroundings, obviously. And because I was really into fashion and dance, I had a really very I had a very creative side to myself, and that's when I went into fashion management at a college uh, in Toronto. And that was a two-year program, so I was like, hey, why not? It's not that big of a commitment. Two years, not too much time, you know. So. I did that and although that was fun and I learned a lot of new things, you know, like sewing and um, just the business side of fashion and even just like illustrator and stuff like that, um, I was missing something while I was there and I think it was like kind of my other skills that I had from um, studying science. So my problem solving skills and my analytical skills that I had, I wasn't able to really hone those in. Uh, when I was learning fashion. So mm-hmm. I dropped out of a year um, because again, I didn't want to waste more time and money because I was already in debt um, from university mm-hmm. and then again, more money from college. So I wanted, to be more, I wanted to be more smart about my time and where I invest my money as well. So I did that and I was definitely after like super stressed out and I was in like a quarter life crisis, you could say. Um, but fortunately, my boyfriend who's also a UX designer or product designer he suggested that I would get into UX and just try it out because again I have nothing to lose so why not um and then I just did some research on my own you know googled I took some free classes in Toronto and stuff like that to just understand whether or not this is something that I want to do and I could see myself doing in the future and what do you know I loved it and the reason why is because I was able to hone in both my creative and my analytical side, analytical skills um, into one job, essentially. So I further pursued that and, you know, it took, it took maybe around eight months learning 
on my own, took some courses. Uh, my boyfriend being my mentor was really helpful. And yeah, I was able to ultimately land an internship and it's history from there. So yeah, just um, because there's not a lot of people who took it your way who didn't take that what, 10K boot camp or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Just spending a lot of money on it. I kind of wanted to get into you know, the, a little bit more detail on how you actually got yourself and motivated to stay on track and then be like, what exact resources did you use? Because that's what I'm also really curious about. Yeah, I don't yeah. have that type of money, you know? <laughs> and I'm yeah, sure a lot exactly. of people are the same way and they're probably like you. I don't really think, know if it's actually right for me or not. So if I spent all of that money and didn't know, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, could you yeah, give us some I details mean, on that? Boot camps um, are great. They're really mm -hmm. good, um, a foot in the door type like course where they can, it just helps you get ahead essentially. Um, I didn't do a boot camp either. Like I was, I'm just like a self-starter as well. Like I didn't have the money to spend because boot camps mm -hmm. are like 10K plus, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and they say that like you can get a job, but there's not, it's, it's on guarantee, obviously. It depends on your skills and your yeah. network as well. So in terms of for myself where, you know, I wasn't in school for it. I basically had to kind of teach myself, find the resources on my own and really push myself. Um, how I motivated myself was basically the pressure of not knowing like where I would be in the future if I didn't start now. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because like if I just keep on thinking about the risks and the fear of not being able to, you know, do well on this and I'm never going to start. So what I did, I just did it. What I did first was I went on to Google. I would literally just Google um, how to become a UX designer, like the things I need to know. And usually, honestly, YouTube is a great way to learn about this. Mm -hmm. There's like right. great people like Mike Locke, um, Chun Buns, there is Jesse Showalter, a bunch of other UX designers who are great at what they do. And it's all free because they post it online, right? So that's mm -hmm. one way how I learned. Um, and then another thing is if you find a designer that you look up to and you like their uh, material, I would just reach out to them if you can. Obviously, mm -hmm. they might not answer, but mm -hmm. it's a really good start because, you know, if you reach out to them making it more personal and you really seem like eager to learn from them and stuff like that, they might answer you and that could be one way of getting a mentor. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, for me, my biggest advantage as like becoming a UX designer is my boyfriend. Um, right. That's because he's also mm -hmm. a UX designer. So essentially when I was doing my work or when I was learning and I was confused on something, I was confused on a certain topic, I would just, you know, message him and be like, or call and be like, hey, like, what does this mean? Like, can you expand on this um, for me? And that's kind of my resource in terms of learning more about uh, certain topics about design, UX design. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I feel like anyone can find a mentor, anybody who who's eager enough to kind of like go out of their way and to reach out to people. Um, another thing is the biggest part about UX design and getting started is you need a portfolio. And wow. in a portfolio, you need case studies. And case studies are essentially just projects that you're working on um, that's, that's centered around UX, UI design and showca showcasing that through 
um, your portfolio. So that's probably the hardest part about getting into UX design is taking all the knowledge that you learned from these resources and then putting it onto, you know, paper essentially and writing out your design thinking and your process as well. So the way I learned doing that is I went on to medium.com and I literally just search up best UX case studies or case study about this, whatever case study you want to look about, look, look up onto, you can just search that. And usually there's a bunch of, a bunch of examples that you can go through and you can honestly just kind of copy their layout and really understand how they went about from start to finish. And usually case studies are always centered around a problem and then a solution as well. So that's what I did with my case studies. Um, and when you get started with case studies, the biggest thing is try not to start it from, you wanna re redesign a popular app just because you need to have a reason why you're redesigning or creating an app. And that's usually followed by a problem that you're trying to solve. Mm. And the problem should be coming from, you know, daily problems that you have every single day, you know, People, like humans, we naturally complain and we complain about everything that we use or that's in our life. So that's a good way to start and take from your own life and, you know, put into a project. So, yeah, that's kind of my advice in terms of, you know, trying to learn more about design. Obviously, I wouldn't say it's hard to do everything. It's hard to become a UX designer like 100% for free. I wouldn't say it's. I mean, it might be possible, but yeah. it's really hard and it might take a lot longer than you think. So just investing money here and there where you think it'll be helpful. So like, for example, um, for the for theory part, investing in some money on interaction foundation design, I believe it's called. Um, there are some beginner courses on there that you can take that are really good. Um, it's pretty cheap as well. Um, also, I, I'm taking a program or I guess course and it's called the UX design masterclass um, they're oh. doing like a promo right now so it's cheaper than usual but basically they cover from start to finish of end-to-end -end design um, both UX and UI and they're really easy to watch and go through so oh cool I yeah I love, as well yeah I'd love recommendations for that I think I saw that yeah that course on there so yeah I might look oh really yeah, I might look into it. Yeah, a, a bit, yeah for sure. I don't, I don't know if that course is good or not, even though there mm -hmm. are other reviews, but I don't have anyone saying, oh yeah, this course is good. So that's probably why I kind of hesitated. Yeah, so it's mm -hmm. good to hear you say that. Yeah. Yeah, and they also right. have a Slack group where mm -hmm. it's everyone from that course and you can like reach out to other people, get feedback from other people and mm -hmm. even reach out to the founder as well, so. It's really yeah. interactive and helpful. Mm. Yeah, I think I've heard a friend mention that before that having the course, not only do you get the course, but you also get the people and the community behind that course. Exactly. So, yeah, really important. Yeah. And I think one more thing is the biggest thing about growing is reach out to people who are similar in, in a similar boat as you, you know, new designers, uh, take advantage of LinkedIn and reach out and connect mm. with as many designers as you can and talk to them and their experience uh, getting into UX design. Um, and you can also, there's a really good community called DesignX. They have a Slack group and mm. it's like around over 2000 people, I think, from beginners to seniors, directors, etc. So even there, 
they post resources that where you can learn more, um, reach out to other people. They have job postings on there and etc. Mm, wow. Yeah, that's. I knew I'm gonna have to re re listen to this podcast later so I can get all this information. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, and so because like I think that a lot of um, UX design or actually a lot of just jobs in general um, it requires a lot of. I think I need to know a lot more about person the person itself and why they got started in it. I kind of wanted to ask, what is your personality like? And what kind of hobbies do you have? Yeah, I mean, my personality, I would say I'm, I can be an extrovert, but I'm mm. truly an introvert inside. And mm. I say that because I'm a very social, personal person. If I want to be, I need to be. So if I need to interact with other people, get out there and network, I can totally do that. I'm comfortable doing that. But at the end of the day, I just like being home. I like watching Netflix. Like <laughs> I like staying in. I love to just like make food and eat inside. Like I'm a very homebody person at the end of the day. Um, but I can still do both essentially. So I have that kind of type of, that type of personality. Um, and my hobbies right now would be honestly because I'm just so into becoming a better designer. I've had the chance to just take the time to watch more YouTube videos and learn. I'm really big on education. So, um, which is another reason why I started my own YouTube channel is to teach others and also show people my journey as a UX designer. Mm -hmm. So that's a hobby is making YouTube videos. Um, Another thing is I love Netflix. I love watching shows and uh, movies. I'm a really big like Korean drama fan so I think that when I want to yeah so I do that um and honestly I'm a very big family person so I love spending time with my family and I get the opportunity to do that do that right now because of quarantine so yeah that's what I do on my free time essentially (laughs) oh you seem like a really balanced life which is nice yeah, I try to. I try not to focus, like, of course, work and educating yourself is great, but mm. I love having that balance in between mm. my own life and work life, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and do you think that UX design caters to your personality and your, your hobbies and your lifestyle? A hundred percent. I think mm. UX design caters to a lot of different personalities, and that's because mm. within UX design, there are different branches within it. So for example, there's interaction design, there's like user research, like so UX research. Um, mm. There's like, what is it? I think there's also like, um, I can't think of it on top of my head. But there, there's, there's just a lot of more different, there's within UX, there's so many different segments within it. So it, it caters to different types of personalities in that sense. Um, but yeah, I think UX design itself, because there's that both creative and um, problem solving skills side of it, there's a good balance between the two. And again, I'm the per- I'm a person where I like to balance the two as well. So it kind of fits perfectly with uh, what I'm looking for in my career and future. Yeah, I wanted to get into um, design, but I didn't really know what kind of design would be right for me and I think that a lot of it had to do with how I thought my image of UX design user experiences that it was a lot more technical 
and there wouldn't be um, the opportunity to be more creative with it. But I'm, I'm not sure exactly <laughs> why I'm having yeah. that kind of image. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the reason there's like this stigma of it where UX designers, well, there's two types of stigmas. One is it's all problem solving, critical thinking. And the other one is it's only UX, only visual design, uh, mm. where in reality, it's both. So UX, mm. U, UX, UI design are, they are, they're interconnected. They work along with each other. So for a UI design to be possible, UX design needs to be considered and vice versa. So you might be thinking that, you know, you don't have the opportunity to be creative, but actually when you do UI design, that's when you have the opportunity to design the mobile app or a website or whatever it is. That's the user interface. And that's kind of the visual aspect of UX design. Um, whereas like UX design, it's more about the thinking, the problem, the uh, research and stuff like that. So yeah, it really depends on what you like. You can specialize in UX or UI. Um, there's other, like I said earlier, other segments within that as well. Yeah, it seems like you really enjoy doing um, this this job, and I really think that's that's great because you even have a YouTube channel for it, and you're able to put yourself out there, and so that that really is really inspirational in itself to me. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you know something like those videos can help. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, they really do. They really do. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and so could you? Let's see. Yeah, do you have any advice for people who want to pursue this career path? Um, advice. Let's see. I think the main thing would be if your main like reason why you haven't started is because the fear mm -hmm. um, of one not knowing what it is and two thinking that you might not like it. Um, I would just say go for it like it really doesn't hurt because the initial kind of researching and discovering the uh, industry itself will say a lot for you and that's when you'll realize what you want um, so one is just go for it don't be scared don't fear anything but just you know doing it um, and then two is another thing I would give advice on is I think in UX design um, especially when you're working with teams and other people within a company, you need to be able to communicate um, and collaborate with other people. So mm -hmm. if you can um, build your skills around that, that's really helpful because at the end of the day, you might build a great, beautiful looking design, but if you can't communicate and articulate the words and the thoughts behind why you did a certain thing, your design won't get pushed. So that's a really big skill. Um, I would say that people should keep in mind um, and work on it as well. So yeah, I think just go for it. Um, who are people who are new to the industry and just be proactive, you know, just mm -hmm. don't sit there thinking that it'll come to you. If you're not being product productive or proactive on learning more then you won't get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. For <laughs> yeah, for sure. And so going off of that note, what should I ask you about UX design that I didn't know enough to ask? 
Hmm. Let me think. I mean, I think the one thing is because UX design is still such a new job, I would say, like it's still not like something that everyone knows. And even if companies might know about it, they don't completely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say basically like when going into UX design, huh, I don't know. I'm just trying to think about questions that you haven't asked that you might really need to know. Um, oh I think another thing is basically um when you're doing when you're working on projects again working in a job setting in Mm -hmm. like a real life job setting um people usually have the idea that the designs that you make they're gonna be completely they won't be changed essentially. People might think that the design uh, that you make is going to be fully implemented, but that's mm. not the case. Uh, design itself is a very iterative, iterable, iterative pr- process, um, and your your initial design will completely change, change depending on requirements and you know feedback as well. So don't get discouraged if people don't agree with your designs or your design thinking. Um, that's just another way for you to grow and learn um, and look at just different perspectives that other people have as well. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Thanks so much yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I'm not too sure what other questions that you haven't asked that that you might need to know, but yeah, it's kind of what mm. I'm thinking on top of my head. I mean, what was what is the most important thing that that you learned about as a designer? Mm-hmm. as a designer um the most important thing the most important thing that I learned is that especially when you're working um mm. it's never a one-man job if that makes sense so right. as in there's other people you have to always work with in order for um the project to come alive so that means like different teams like marketing team sales team uh, developers, maybe mm. the CEO. There's just so many different stakeholders involved that you need to think of, and um, don't let your ego kind of destroy that. Those like relationships, if that makes sense. Just because you mm-hmm. think that your thought, your design is the best way possible, best way to go about the problem when it may not be. So that's what I've learned is you know be collaborative, be open to new opinions, be open to feedback um just always learn from your mistakes and uh be open to take other people's uh opinions as well Mm, so yeah ux design teams well from what i didn't don't really know much i didn't really know much about it but it seems like it's a very interactive and collaborative environment a lot more so exactly and what people would think yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure you started at an internship that you said you said you got an internship and you said your portfolio was um a big part of how you got into that internship is that is that correct yeah i mean with any designer whether you're ux design graphic designer um Mm -hmm. the way you get a job is the project that you showcase on your portfolio 
So that could be a website portfolio. It could be a PDF portfolio. It really doesn't really matter. But they need to see your work before they consider on bringing you in for an interview. So I would say portfolio is super important. It's basically the main way you even get an interview in the first place. Um, so, so mm-hmm. yeah, continue. Yeah. So, so while you were learning, so the entire, the entire eight months that you were learning um, the design, I kind of wanted to know where exactly in it did you start on the portfolio? Did you like work at it while you were learning or did you, after you finished learning everything, then started the portfolio? Yeah, that's a good question. So I first want to learn everything first. So like Mm. theory, all the design principles, um, Mm. kind of like the best practices, just so I know that I know my my stuff, obviously. Um, Mm. And then once I was comfortable, so around the four month mark was when I finished kind of learning everything uh, and taking all the information. That's mm. when I started to start my case studies for my, for my portfolio. Mm-hmm. So I was working on three different projects um, in the next four months. Mm. And that's when I created my portfolio. So I did the learning first. And then I did the actual putting my knowledge into projects. Mm. So you just learned everything first. Yeah. So um, in that process, before you started your portfolio, I'm sure there's people like me who don't really know how to use um, the tools that might be able to help me make that portfolio, mm-hmm. such as Adobe Photoshop or Illustrator. Did you have yeah. to learn all of that beforehand too? Yeah. So I would say, so basically before all of this, when I was in fashion, I actually mm. took a Illustrator class oh, um, and I got helpful. really yeah, I really got good at that. So because I knew that when I was learning design tools, so I was using, I'm using Sketch, um, that's my, my primary tool oh. um, for creating wireframes and stuff like that. Um, it was easier to pick up on. And also because the um, UX and UI of the software in general is just so easy to use. It's not hard to pick up. Um, mm. If you're, if you're pretty like tech savvy and you know how to use like like uh, design softwares it's easier to pick up but obviously if you don't it's a bit more time to invest into but I don't think it's impossible to learn um Mm. if you don't want to pay for sketch I would highly recommend Figma or Adobe XD because they're completely free oh well and what do you do you have any reason why you chose um sketch instead over uh Adobe Photoshop or illustrator or InDesign? Yeah, um, well, honestly, I don't only really have a reason why I chose Sketch. It was, it was just the first thing that I came across and I just started mm-hmm. to use. Also, my boyfriend used it, so I just kind of like went off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually started using Figma recently. I'm using it for a freelance project I'm working on at the moment. Um, just try to f- play around with it and, you know, try it out. But Honestly, it's super easy as well. I think the only biggest difference is kind of uh, the components and symbol part. You might not understand what I'm talking about, but once you start using Hmm. it, you'll kind of see um, the difference if you use the two. But honestly, I would suggest for you um, or anybody Hmm. who's new is to use Figma. Mm, Just because it's it's free. Like no one, I mean, you know what I mean? Even I wouldn't want to pay for Sketch, but like I do just because... And I'm familiar with it sketch with sketch as well, so um, I'm sticking to that. 
Mm, I just thought that um, when I look on on websites and like for job searches and things, a lot of people are, are saying, oh, do you know how to use this so-and-so program? And I'm kind of, that's one of the main things that I was worried about. I don't know how to use those things, right? Yeah, so if I did start from like a free program, then I might not be able to use the other software I might need for that job is what I was worried about. Is, is that a problem? No, it's not because when you know one, you'll know the other three or four. Oh, cool. Just because they're all so similar, it's pretty easy to pick up. Mm -hmm. um, and they're just really intuitive to you. So I don't think it's a problem. And obviously, um, if a company like is working on a certain program, it's just because the whole company's on that anyway. So they don't want to like make the different switch. So mm -hmm. I, I don't think it's a problem. If you really know one software, you can learn the others very easily. Cool. <laughs> thanks, for, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for covering that one. And so very last, yeah. last, last, last question. Can you tell me about a memorable experience on your design job? Um, yeah, uh, let's see. So when I was working at this internship, hmm. my first internship, I had the opportunity to work on a project and basically lead it, conduct it, and ship it, essentially. So yeah. that was a really big responsibility for me, obviously, as a new designer, um, yeah. having that responsibility to lead a project and kind of have to finish it, you know, uh, on my own, not mm -hmm. on my own, but be, be responsible leading yeah. other people within the project was definitely nerve wracking and, you know, scary. Um, but honestly, it turned out so good. I had another designer working with me. Um, she was more, I would say she's like more, she was more shadowing what I was doing. Um, and yeah, that was a really good experience because at the end of it, I was able to, they were able to push out the feature, um, as in they were able to implement the actual feature itself and it, it became live and I saw users using it. So it was a really, I said, I would say rewarding feeling to see like mm. the work that I put in right. was, you know, worth it because it was actually live and people were using it and there was a positive impact from that uh, project or the feature that I created. So mm. definitely a very, yeah, very memorable project and experience. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, congratulations on that one. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah, great. That's, that's I think, all we have time for today. Thank you again so much for your time. It's been really informative probably for me and probably for everyone else too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No problem. Thank you.